Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, well, today, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a good day today. Thanks for joining uh, me on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Look, if you have not considered it already, um, go ahead and con- consider becoming a Fight, Laugh, Feast Club member. You get access to all kinds of exclusive content, discounts on gear, a variety of other kinds of benefits. Plus, you get to support the content that you like. Christian worldview with no holes barred, and we're not, you know, that... That kind of frou-frou kind of person. You know know the people that are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. They're, they're real guys. You know what I mean? They talk about real things. And the kind of content you'll see here, you probably won't see anywhere else. So go ahead and join the Fight, Laugh, Feast club membership. Member? Club member? Yeah, something like that. And use the show code ROBLES, R-O-B-L-E-S. Show code ROBLES, R-O-B-L-E-S. Thank you so much for joining us today. Actually, one of the things I, I've, I don't know, you might not know this about me, but... Um, I, um, I, I run my own business, a small business. In fact, I'm the only employee of the business. Technically I have some contractors, but, um, anyway, so, um, the thing about if you've ever, if you've ever worked for yourself or been a contractor, or even if you've just been in sales, for example, sometimes you feel like you're going to be the next Bill Gates. Like you feel great. Nothing can go wrong with your day. You're, you feel like you're on top of the world. You're excellent at what you do and things are great. And then other times you feel like you're the worst. It's just such a roller coaster. But, you know, the reality is is never as bad as it is as it seems or never as good as it seems. You're always sort of <laughs> it's kind of this up and down roller coaster when you run your own business. But today's one of those good days for me. So, um, but anyway, I wanted to to kind of tease a live uh, YouTube event that I'm going to be doing. Um, it's going to be on Thursday, June 6th. And that's a strategic date that I'm, I'm picking. It's called Social Justice Unredacted. And um, I'll talk, talk to you a little bit more about what it's all about. But I, I want it to drop before the Southern Baptist Convention. Because I think that there's some things in here that people on the social justice side, or maybe even people in the middle who are not quite sure what they think of social justice and the movement within the church, there's some things that I'm going to unredact bring to light that are kind of behind closed doors right now that I think that people are going to find very interesting. And this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, you know, keep me in prayer for it, obviously, as well. But it's just all, it's all really interesting stuff. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously, if you join us on the live stream, you'll, you'll see all of it. But um, there's a, let me, let me, let me see, how, how do I, how do I put this? You know, there's an episode of The Office. Now, I, I'm one of these guys that has, I like some things about The Office. I really, I don't want to like it. Put it that way. I, I don't want to like it. There's so many corny jokes in The Office. And it's, in some ways, it's just too corny, too corny. But on the other hand, there, I laugh a lot during it. So I guess it's a successful show. I mean, you know, <laughs> even if I don't want to like it, sometimes I still got to laugh. There's some funny parts. But there's an episode where Michael, the uh, the office manager, puts Dwight in charge of picking a new healthcare plan. And at one point during the episode, Jim, which is kind of like Dwight's nemesis, he says that this is the smallest amount of power that he's seen go to somebody's head. 
this ability to pick the the healthcare plan. Dwight just runs with it, and he he becomes a dictator. And he says, this is the smallest amount of power that he's seen go to someone's head. If I've got the details on that episode wrong, well, I'm sorry. That's just, I don't remember it that much. But anyway, um, but, but that's the thing. So there's this principle. And if you, if, you, if you work in an office or if you've ever been promoted before, you, you kind of understand this principle. But what we do is, you know, we see if you're capable of managing a little bit. And usually it starts with managing yourself. We see if you're capable of managing yourself. And then maybe if you're successful at that, you know, you get, a, you get some people under you, become a, a supervisor or like a shift manager or something like that. And then if you're successful at that, you can become, you know, I don't know, a branch manager or something like that. And, and we kind of increase your level of responsibility as you become, as it becomes clear that you're able to manage it, right? And so basically what we're saying is, look, if we can trust you with a little bit, maybe we can trust you with a lot, you know, we can trust you a little bit, we can trust you with a lot kind of thing. And this is actually a, you know, a biblical principle as well. I mean, if you think about sort of the Paul's qualifications for elder, right? You know, this is this is from 1 Timothy chapter 2. Listen to the principle at play here. He says, um, if anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. And if you, if, if, if you see that, that's all personal qualifications, you know? Look, what, what Paul's saying there is, look, you need to, if you want to be an elder, you want to be an overseer, you need to be able to manage your own affairs as an individual, well, okay, and then the next sentence is interesting. He says this after after he talks about these these the you know managing yourself essentially. He says he must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. So you know, so he says first we got you got to manage yourself well. You got to have personally you know good um, ethics, good behaviors. Is in other words, you got to be working on your personal sanctification. But then you also have to manage your household well. So first, you, you know, you manage yourself, then you manage a little bit more, your household. And then the scripture goes on. It says, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? So what Paul's saying there is, look, if you can, if you can manage yourself, but then you can't manage your small household, how are you going to manage the church of God? And that's, we're talking about increasing your level of influence, increasing your, your, uh, your, um, your responsibility. So if you can't manage a little bit, how can you manage a lot of it, right? And so um, that's also, you know, you know, uh, Jesus talks about this as well. This is in the parable of the dishonest manager. And what does Jesus say? He says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in very much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been fa- faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to true riches? Do you see what I'm saying? So Jesus is saying, look, if you're responsible and faithful with a little bit, then you can be, you know, charged with a little bit more. If you can't even be faithful with a little bit, how can you be trusted with a lot? And so the reason I bring this up is because social justice unredacted is going to be giving you a window into the behavior of some of the leaders of this social justice movement in a sphere of influence that to you might seem very small, but it shows you how unfaithful they are being with even a very little bit.
And I really worry about these people that are unfaithful with a little bit. And and, and what we're talking about is is a private Facebook group, a Facebook group where they're in charge. And I want to show you and reveal to you how they run things when they're in charge. Are they doing things biblically? Are they just, you know, are they codifying into the law of this Facebook group, a very small sphere of influence? Are they codifying into the law of that group sin? Things that are antichrist, evil, and so you know if the and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna unredact this. So you're gonna see exactly what the rules are, what they're doing, what's going on in this group. Um, so you can see sort of how they're how they're treating their little tiny little you know kind of sphere of influence, their small amount of responsibility. And you can extrapolate if they're being faithful in this, maybe they should have more power. But if they're not being faithful in this, there's no way they should be given more power. There's no way they should be platformed. There's no way that people should say, oh, this is the people you should listen to. And I'm going to show you. And I think some of this stuff will actually shock you. And, and you know, a lot. it takes a lot to shock me. And some of the stuff that I found in this Facebook group was actually very shocking. So that's what this social justice unredacted thing is going to be all about. Um, stay tuned for more info. It's going to be, again, next Thursday. That's June 6th, I believe. Yes, June 6th. And I'll come up with a time very soon, but uh, that's what that's all about. And also, I, I just got done uh, interviewing um, the uh, the person who blew the whistle on this, the person who actually sent me the screenshots from uh, this group. And so I, I wanted to talk to him a little bit about his motivations, why he did it, his experience, because this is a guy that was kind of on the woke path. Um, and he was kind of scared straight <laughs> a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about that. But it, but it, it's interesting because this is the exact kind of person that I, I make my YouTube channel for, someone who's kind of not so sure. You know, they're, they're kind of getting woke, but they're not really so sure about it and, and really what the antidote for him was. And spoiler alert, it's the scripture. The scripture is always the antidote for this kind of thing. Anyway, let's move on to what I really wanted to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about today is, is really just uh, last last week I did a I did a video. It was kind of a funny video, you know. I I I kind of created another another alternate persona. I've got a couple of these. I've got uh, I've got woke AD. If you remember woke AD, he he kind of opens his mouth a lot, you know, ah, you know, like that stupid face that people make, uh, and he pretends to be woke. And then I have another persona. I just created him. He's called Smooth AD. And he talks like this, and he says, hey, baby, you know, something, things like that. Anyway, so I did a, a video um, sort of, you know, kind of not responding to, but really just commenting on uh, Dr. Russell Moore's video on aliens. And in the video, I, you know, people weren't sure if I was joking or not, because it was, and that was kind of intentional, you know, uh, the character Smooth AD is supposed to be kind of a joke. Um, and you're not supposed to be able to tell whether or not I'm being serious, and that's kind of part of it. But um, people weren't sure if I was joking when I said that I didn't believe in aliens, but I do believe in UFOs. Um, and, and in the video, I said that I think the UFO phenomenon is uh, phenomena is undeniable. That's what I said in the video. I, of course, I said it in a very smooth kind of way, so people didn't know if I was serious. But but I actually am serious. Um, I've spent a lot of time. Well, let's not say a lot. I spent significant time um, researching and reading about um, people's, you know, supposed abduction stories and um, people's sightings of UFOs and things like that. I spent a lot of time thinking about it and reading about it um, and considering it. And you know, the conclusions that I've come to—I mean, this is this is all tentative, obviously—but um, I don't believe in extraterrestrials. I think that 
sometimes people's abduction stories are made up. But I also think that sometimes people's abduction stories are very real, but they're not extraterrestrials. I think that they've got they've had encounters with uh, spiritual beings, demons, things like that. Uh, and that's a very common belief, I think, within Christian circles. So I don't believe in extraterrestrials. But um, and, and that's not to say that I, don't, I, I, I definitely know they don't exist. I just think that we don't know if they exist or not. Um, so I'm taking sort of that, uh, that kind of weak sort of opinion that, you know, a lot of atheists will say, oh, I, I just don't have a belief in God. Like, that's kind of what I'm doing with aliens here. But anyway, um, but the UFO phenomena is, 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 I think it's undeniable. I think if you read the accounts and you look at the credibility of the witnesses, it's not like the, the joke that a lot of people say is that, you know, everyone who sees a UFO is, you know, someone who's, uh, you know, a country bumpkin married to their cousin, things like that. That's just not the case at all. If you re- if you've actually done any research into this thing, what you'll know know is that people who see UFOs tend to be very responsible people, tend to be very high level people, people in the military, people we 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 trust with lots of power and authority, people that have had like access to the nuclear uh, bomb codes and things like that, people we trust with everything. And these people, I mean, if you if you look, I mean, r- lately for for whatever reason, there has been an uptick in major news organizations talking about UFOs and talking about how the various military branches have been studying UFOs for years and how they've had their secret black programs and people that have been involved in these black programs where they're kind of off budget funded kind of thing, they're speaking out and saying, yeah, I used to. I used to be part of this group that studied UFOs. That's all we did. Um, and there's a guy, uh, Luis Elizondo, for example. Look him up on, on YouTube. Incredible guy, credible guy. Talks about um, how he was involved in one of these programs that studied UFOs. Um, and, you know, so, so, so and, you know, obviously that's not the only people who see UFOs. There's a lot of crazies out there that claim to have seen UFOs too. But I, I do believe in the UFO phenomenon. I think they're seeing, people are seeing something. The question is, what is it? It certainly seems like they're a craft of some kind, um, but that's 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 the question. So 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 here, here's the thing, though, and this is what I wanted to talk about. And um, you know, Russell Russell Moore's video on UFOs. People were making fun of him for even making it. Well, actually, it wasn't about UFOs; it's about aliens. Um, people were making fun of Dr. Russell Moore for making that video, but actually, I, I actually really appreciated it, and I appreciated what he said in the video too. I thought it was I thought it was right on, um, and I, I don't think this is a topic that we shouldn't talk about. Um, the existence of aliens would it disprove the Bible? What would it mean for our faith? And I thought Russell Moore's answers were really good there. Um, so I don't think it was bad for him to talk about this. And, and the other thing too, and 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 sorry to kind of get sidetracked here, but. Um, if you if you read the accounts of people who claim that they were abducted or claim to have had contacts with extraterrestrials, like I said, I don't believe in extraterrestrials. But if you if you read the accounts of people that say that they have been abducted, it's interesting how often these extraterrestrials are teaching theology. I, I, like seriously, they, they they teach theology to these people. Very very poor theology. It's usually very new agey. It usually talks about sort of how there's a there's a singularity and then how everyone is is part of this one mind of the universe and things like that. It just it's very kind of woo woo, you know, new agey type stuff. But um, that's a good reason enough. That's reason enough, I think, for a Christian to take this issue seriously because people in this UFO movement, many of them, 
are also kind of imbibing this kind of phony spirituality, this kind of phony um, theology um, that these aliens, supposed aliens, are teaching them. You know what I mean? And so, um, so that's that's reason enough, I think, to take the question seriously. Um, but um, as far as UFOs are concerned, this is this is what I wanted to say today. I want you to really take 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 some time and think about this, right? So whether or not you actually believe the UFO phenomena is real. If you think it's real, then this is, definitely applies to you. But even if you don't think it's real, this actually applies to you as well. I want you to think about this because, according to all the the research or the, the 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 news press releases that are coming out from the Navy, from the Pentagon, from the State Department, you know, all these groups, the military of, of all kinds, and you can even look at other countries' militaries as well. They're doing they're they're disclosing stuff as well. They've been, according to all this, they've been studying this and they've known about this phenomenon for years, decades, decades. And just recently, they're starting to admit this. And what I want you to think, if you believe this phenomenon is real, why are we just finding out about this through official channels now? Why was this kept secret for so long? And I, and, I, and I really want you to, to kind, of, kind of cultivate a healthy skepticism of your government because w- there's no reason that the government should keep secrets like this. I mean, it's supposed to be for the people, by the people, all this kind of stuff, right? There's no reason for the government to have kept these kinds of things from you. And so the, the obvious question is what else are you keeping from us? What else are you keeping from us? So that's if you believe in the UFO phenomenon. Now, if you don't believe in the UFO phenomenon, which is fine. I, 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 listen, I get it. I get it. If you don't believe in it, then the other question that you, it's, it's kind of related, it's the same kind of question. Why are they telling us that there are these UFOs now? What is going on? What's the purpose behind the scenes? What, if, if there's no UFO phenomenon... Why are all of our major government organizations spending money studying it and telling us now, more recently, that they've been doing this? What's the purpose? I mean, the reality is that our government is way too big. There shouldn't even be organizations that have enough money to study this phenomenon. This should be all be private money, right? And so we've got uh, a very ungodly large government. It's way too much. The, gov- the, the scriptures do not give us the authority to take money from people and to put it into these crazy black ops organizations that study UFOs. If you want to study UFOs, you should be able to do it with private um, money. You should be able to do it with voluntary funds. But no, your government is spending millions upon millions of dollars studying UFOs, not telling you about it, or pretending they're studying UFOs and lying about it. And that should really raise some red flags. Look, we need to we need to go back to a godly form of government. We really do. And, and if, if this whole disclosure thing with UFOs doesn't really kind of awaken you to that fact that we really need to go back to the scriptures and say, what does the scripture say the government's responsibility is and how it's funded? What's good? What's not good? What's evil? What's allowed? Things like that. We really need to think about that. And, and, I, and I hope that, you know, this UFO thing doesn't distract you too much, but it, it, it really does reveal in a very nice kind of 
way where whether or not you believe in UFOs, it kind of reveals this, that the government is too big, it hides things from you, it's not godly at all, <laughs> the way that we run things. And so um, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that was helpful. We'll probably talk more about this whole thing as more disclosure happens, because it certainly seems to be ramping up in my opinion. Um, and I think it's worth talking about the theology of all this. And what would that mean for the scripture? What would that mean for all these things? I agree with Dr. Russell Moore. I think maybe it's worth unpacking a little bit more. Um, anyway, I hope this was helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.